Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a great weekend there. Get out and do some fishing. Just do some outdoor recreating. Man, a nice hike sounds good. Just get out, look at the birds and... Maybe get a little turkey hunting in. I did get out last week uh, for a while Sunday afternoon. and uh, Needless to say, uh, I will not be having any uh, turkey sandwiches for uh, the near future anyway, unless I go to the store and (laughs) get the the turkey. Uh, Didn't see one, didn't hear one. But that's just, you know what, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But what the heck, you know what, and last Sunday it was nice to get outside and be outdoors and just uh, spend some time with friends and hopefully take a crack at a turkey, but no, no such luck. No such luck. And like I said, I don't even, nah, didn't even see or hear only birds I saw were maybe a couple of uh, sparrows and uh, the occasional eagle flying over. That was about about as close to a bird as I got. But that was nice. Went up by uh, up by Trempolo there and had a good time. Like I said, it was just it was just nice to be outside. And this is going to be one of those. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those days as well where it's just going to be beautiful to be outdoors. Of course, got the Wisconsin opener here and. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty darn nice. Uh, before we get too much further into uh, talk of the outdoors, probably should uh, give you a rundown here on conditions, and uh, those are being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. I suspect uh, uh, they're pretty busy this morning up there, being the opener and everything. And <clears throat> I think if that's if if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to go inland because I don't know if I'd want to mess around with. Uh, Heading out on the the river here. Conditions, I, you know, I, I boy, I tell you what, if if the river stage was a little bit lower here on La Crosse, I think it would just, it. I mean, what a phenomenal day to go out and try to catch some fish. Boy, it's, uh, but right now, yeah, the, as far as the conditions go, river's uh, sitting in La Crosse at uh, about 12.5, and the nice thing is is that it's, uh, it's coming down, and it's coming down, uh, relatively quickly here. I think we're going to drop about, uh, um, between now and next weekend, I think we're going to probably drop somewhere, you know, in the neighborhood of two feet. If I'm looking at the, you know, if the, the chart is correct, I mean, yeah, we've got some rain in the forecast, but I don't know if that's going to mess with it too awful much. I'm keeping my fingers crossed anyway, because frankly, I would like this water to come down a little bit. So that's, uh, like I said, yeah, it's a 12, five now, and looking at maybe 
12 or 10, 6, 10, 7 by next Saturday. So nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. As far as the flow goes, uh, that's slowly starting to come down as, as well as the, uh, the river stage drops, uh, up at Trempolo, it's at about 129, 133 at, at uh, Dres back there, uh, about 140 in Genoa, uh, and you know, the further South you go, then obviously it's going to, it keeps increasing, get down to Lynxville, it's up to 167. So, uh, and that's thousand by the way. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, the, you know, the river is still still pretty potent and uh, still moving pretty darn well so uh like i said i think uh i think moving inland is probably your uh, your better bet so yeah if uh um i i think i'd be uh heading inland and uh maybe checking out some of the uh lakes and rivers and whatnot uh, inland anyway and i think if like I said, seriously, if I'm if I'm heading out, uh, if I'm going somewhere, I'm I'm stopping at Roscoe's and checking the uh, getting the getting the fishing report from uh, from Don and and everybody over there and picking up, of course, all uh, all that live bait and some good minnows or big bunch of night crawlers if you're looking for panfish, maybe, you know. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, head on over there. I'm gonna, I, I, I gotta get, I, I've gotta get Don on here today, we, uh, or one of these shows here, and we'll uh, we'll chat and uh, get the the lowdown on all the uh, the good fishing spots in the in the Toma area there and in Monroe County. There's plenty of them out there, boy. You know, I know you've got uh, a bunch on, and you know, and once you you kind of get move this way a little bit, move to the west from Toma there, then you've got you know, the port and just some dynamite fishing uh, on some of those uh, streams and lakes and things in the Fort McCoy area as well. I know there's just some incredible trout fishing in there and some great opportunities and certainly uh, plenty of places that don't get a ton of pressure. I suspect uh, uh, there's a little a little more pressure this morning here, but uh, that's just because it's a nice day, it's first day of season, and there you go. So get on out and, uh, yeah, if you want to if you want to get the loadout on where to go and, and uh, what's going to work for you out there, then, yeah, stop into Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. Now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit to uh, our hot spot, um, and that's being brought to you by the good folks over at Powerhouse Marine. So thank you very much for uh, sponsoring the hot spot. You know, and, and kind of mentioned it here, too, a little while ago, you know, the fishing is good uh, on the river. It's just kind of either a you're dealing with a lot of the current and, and things like that. Um, but you know the fishing is, yeah. You know if if you're a little closer to the lacrosse area, yeah, you know I, I think I'd be checking out maybe places like uh, like Lake on Alaska, um, some of those backwater areas just adjacent to the main channel that that are out of the current because uh, what I'm seeing and hearing anyway is that. You know, there is a, a, a decent bite. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the river can, you know, other than the flow, I think, and uh, just the amount of water, um, yeah, I know that plays a huge role, but, I mean, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, water temperature is right about 50. So, I mean, you know, that's a great spot for, uh, uh, you know, walleye, sauger, uh, perch bites, decent. Uh, those are all uh, 
fishing fairly well right now. Um, and, you know, if you can get at them from shore, great. Um, cause that's, that's where they're going to be. They're going to be in that shallower water and they're going to, they don't want to be fighting that current either. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like being stuck in traffic 24 seven. You know what I mean? It, it, it just kind of the same. It's like, uh, enough. I just got to get off, get off the main road here and find a nice little quiet place where I can hang out and relax a little bit. That's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, fishing in close to shore, uh, you know, if you're going for some walleye or sauger, um, perch for that matter too. I mean, it's it's a minnow bite, you know. So, uh, it's it's those would be the places there I'd I'd be looking at. You know, if you can find a place along the shore, you know, if you do get out in a boat, uh, just be real careful, of course. But um, you know, you're looking for those those places that slack water is your <laughs> is what you're looking for at the moment, such as it is. Um, but yeah, backwater areas, maybe down by uh, um, Goose Island and Stoddard, some of those backwater areas in there where it's not quite uh, <clears throat> so heavily currented. Um, those are the places that uh, I think you'd want to be you want to be checking out. Something that's it's going to break that current. You know, a wing dam. You can find that. Um, there's certainly plenty of those, but uh, um, those would be the kind of places. But otherwise. You know, as far as the the fishing the river, but yeah. Otherwise, I think I'd be heading. You know, I'd be heading inland. Um, maybe uh, you know, check out Lake Nishanik. You know, those that, that's a a great place. I mean, that fishery has really come back, um, and I I can't recommend that highly enough. That uh, uh, the DNR has done a great job with uh, with restocking that lake and turning that from what used to be kind of a. Eh, of a lake, you know what I mean? And now it's much, much better. Uh, so those would be the kind of places that, uh, that I would be checking out as far as, uh, uh, as far as fishing goes. So yeah, inland, uh, trout fishing, um, any of the streams down in Vernon County, I think are going to be fishing well this weekend. Um, certainly you want to be a little more careful cause there's no cover and, uh, you know, you're just going to be silhouetted against the sky. So just be really careful there. Um, Looking at the report from the Driftless Angler here, um, you know, caddises, caddis patterns, crane flies, um, you know, and and maybe a few terrestrials once in a while for just a little bit if you want to fish a little uh, topwater action for trout. Um, so, you know, stream conditions are good uh, at good levels. Um, so give those, uh, give those a try if you don't want to, Try any lakes or anything like that. Plenty of streams to uh, to check out as well, and I'm sure they're they're going to be pretty uh, busy this weekend as well. And I suspect I might uh, get a line or two on one of those streams as well. So you've got that. So again, those are the places that I would be checking out. Any of those, like I said, any of those Vernon County streams are going to be uh, are going to be good for you this weekend. So that is the uh, Powerhouse Marine Hotspot report here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. I've got to take a, a quick break and then uh, get our guest on the line. Uh, we're going to don't normally do this uh, two weeks in a row, but it's just kind of the way the calendar is uh, working out here. We're going to get uh, uh, Eric Husbo from Trophy Adventures uh, on again, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, a little bit more about bear hunting in Wisconsin and uh, some of the other aspects of that as we kind of uh, uh, 
dig deeper into that and talk a little bit about that on WKTY Outdoors. So uh, take a short break, get uh, Eric on the phone here, and uh, be back in just a couple of moments with WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. I'm going to Roscoe's. I need new tackle, and he has the best live bait as well. Well, are you going to take me with you? I was hoping so. You know, I'm not a good listener, and Roscoe knows fish. He'll tell us what's biting on what. Aw, so you do listen to me once in a while. I told you, everybody goes to Roscoe's. You know that. The moral of the story is, well, wives are usually right. And Roscoe's live bait in Toma is your fishing knowledge destination. Roscoe's is where everyone goes. I'm Major Jeff Richardson, inviting you to the Salvation Army's first annual Stories of Salvation lunch event. On Wednesday, May 15th, from noon to 1, join us at the Cargill Room as we hear from a community member that battled job loss, homelessness, and addiction to ultimately triumph in an amazing way. Tickets are $25. Proceeds will go to our emergency shelter operations. Get yours today by visiting our website, salacrosse.org. We hope to see you there. My name's Brandon Kane. I'm with REMAX First Choice in Onalaska. Kings Bluff Estates is a residential community going in on the north side of Holman. If you like to stay active, this is a great place to call home. Bike trails, pathways running through the community that will eventually tie into the Holman Bike Trail. Love where you live. Talk to Brandon Kane with REMAX in Onalaska. Kings Bluff Estates is a community like none other. It's never been done in this area and great for everyone. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And joining me on the phone right now is Eric Husbo from Trophy Adventures. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I was sitting here when I first called. It's like, it's sure a lot nicer this weekend than it was last weekend, or last Saturday anyway, when I... I had you on. No worries about snow today, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, a little different scenario this time. Yes. Which nice. nice. It's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely nicer here. So let's uh, we're uh, we're uh, of course going to be talking a little bit about uh, bear hunting, bear hunting opportunities here, and uh, certainly uh, before we uh, before we hop into uh, uh, the topic here, real quick, let's. Uh, I, I do want to mention that, uh, of course. Uh, uh, Eric's business is Trophy Adventures Bear Bait out of out of Ettrick, and uh, you can certainly learn more about uh, uh, about what you know what Eric offers with uh, with his products. It's uh, Trophy Adventures 
bait.com is the uh, is the website here and uh, uh, plenty of uh, plenty of products there to feed the hungry bear as it were so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anybody with any questions or anything that you know just discussing tactics or anything they can feel free to get a hold of me um, everything on the website leads you to every other contact mm-hmm. Otherwise, a quick one 608-525-2868 or 715-896-0820 get you a hold of me That'll that'll work. That'll work, and uh, certainly uh, offer plenty of uh, plenty of great products there for uh, for for baiting bears. And, and we talked a little bit about that uh, about that last week. Uh, just, let's just since we're kind of talking about you know your, the products that you're offering, uh, just just briefly here. Uh, again, this is the time of year you want to start thinking about doing things like this. Yeah, we found that uh, through our own experience and obviously through the, the channeling with a lot of other hunters, we found that it's way easier in this area, uh, the driftless area, I guess they kind of want to be called it. We have a lot easier time getting bears to come into our bait sites and get going this time of year than if we start in June and July. We just seem to, I think it's with the rut movement, you know, they, they're moving around more, they're more active, they're looking for food. It's not quite as readily available as it will be here in three, four weeks with the green up that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I, I kind of, I see the influx of customers. The last week is just blowing open where it's been quite busy. Uh, yesterday was one of them days where hire six more people to just kind of get through it. Yep. Um, it definitely is is a hot topic right now for guys starting their baits. So. Anybody that's not starting their baits this early, uh, definitely recommend grabbing what you think you're going to want here for the near future when you do it, because product definitely is flying out as quick as I can get it in. Mm-hmm. And and of course, obviously, uh, you you kind of mentioned the, the rut here as well. So let's uh, let's talk. About, obviously, the, the you know the bears are coming out of uh, uh, out of winter here, and of course, uh, springtime means you know time for breeding. Talk a little bit about. You know the activity. What are the bears doing? You know, males and females. What? I mean, I know what they're doing, of course, but you know what I mean. What? What sort of right now activities I mean, right now that they're doing that that maybe they don't during the other portions of the year? Right now, it's sort of uh, back to recuperation mode. These bears have been in the den. They've been through a little bit of an extended winter. It's not actually all that horrible for them, but they're trying to put their calories back on. You know, they got to kind of try to start eating a little bit and going back to being a bear rather than their metabolism being so slowed down and and being uh, almost a dormant animal all winter like they were. Mm-hmm. So a real funny video is if you jumped on our uh, Facebook page, there's a bear that's been coming into our building here and harassing a lot of stuff recently and stealing frosting seems to be his favorite thing he wants to take. But we got some video. We put a trail camera on them and got some video. So that's posted. That's funny, kind of funny stuff if people want to go look at that. Um, for the most part, yeah, they're just roaming around. Um, usually the bigger bears are the first ones out of the den. The sows and cubs typically come after. There has been a bunch of sows and cubs out already. Uh, definitely uh, most every bear out there is out of the den roaming around. Uh, there's a process where so when they go into the den, They'll eat a lot of grasses and such, and they actually form a plug. And that plug basically is the cap for their intestines so they don't defecate in the den, basically, mm-hmm. is the reason for it. 
So when they come out of that den, they have to eat certain grasses and things to uh, pass that, I guess is maybe the PC way of saying <laughs> yeah. it. So good they have good to things pass. moving, yes. And once they do, you know, they go from minimal intake to right back to being a bear that's, uh, you know, just kind of eating just about everything and anything they can get their fingers on. So it's definitely a transition period for them. I would have to say that the time these bears have been out of the den, they've probably passed that plug, most all of them, if not all of them, and they're right back into being bears wandering the fields and picking berries, and, you know, there ain't much for berries left, but there's left, you know, leftover crop that they can get to for the acorns here and there. The grass is greening really nice, uh, any plant matter. So they're they're definitely kind of in their natural stage right now. And, and I was just... Are, are they moving around a little, obviously, either with their coming out of the den or whatever? Is this a time of year, too, when when they're moving around a lot more than they normally would during other periods of the year, during maybe like the summertime and, and as we move towards fall? No, no, they're not going to be real crazy about going too far yet here. It will be uh, within probably two weeks, two to three weeks from now, things that answer will be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, the rut will kick off here probably... Oh, between the second and third week of May here. So it'll be, well, if you think about it, we're one week in already almost. So, mm-hmm. yeah, third week of May, two weeks from now, they're going to be definitely cruising then. The boars typically are the ones that do the moving mostly. The sows typically are a home range animal. They're sticking to their core core area for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, when them boars do start moving, yeah, you're going to see tremendous distances that they'll go. Uh, 50, 60, 70 miles is not uncommon at all. Wow. So they'll definitely put some miles on when two weeks from now comes around when the rut hits. Mm-hmm. And, and, and too, yeah, like, and, and as we've, we've talked in the past as well, I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, in terms of, of ranges, you know, 10, 20 miles is, is nothing really for some of these bears to, uh, to be wandering around. Yeah. That's, ter- th- that's their territory, I should say. Yep. That's pretty much like me and you going from the kitchen to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean that's and and it's really nothing for them and and uh, and so yeah and they're going to get you know and as as the season progresses here as we move on uh, yeah they're going to uh, you're going to start seeing uh, now in terms of of you know are they more do they get you know do the 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 males get more a little more aggressive at this time of year. I mean, uh, talk a little a little bit about that. Maybe what the you know what the bear mindset is. Yeah. So, what really becomes more aggressive this time of year is the sow. Okay. Uh, where it really becomes an issue is so the sow cycle every other year, and last year when that sow or this past winter when that sow gave birth to the cubs in the den. She'll come out, and right now, this time of year, they'll be basketball size. Mm-hmm. She's roaming around. She finds one of the bear baits or a food source or um, what, no matter what it is, whatever it is that she's got her and her cubs in there eating. Now here in three weeks, like we spoke about that boar, the rut starts happening, and he wants that sow to cycle. Well, what he's doing, and this is kind of a cruel way, but this is the way it happens, that boar will try to kill them cubs. Because if he can kill them cubs, it does two things for him. A, there's no longer a new sheriff in town in eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. B, she'll come back into heat if she doesn't have them cubs. 
So that's his primary purpose, those two things. Now, she's going to get really, really, really aggressive because you don't mess with mama. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I don't know if I'd say that she necessarily is going to be aggressive toward humans, but in the event that she run into a human, that'd be the last time of the year I'd want to tangle with her, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a motherly instinct, so it's not that it's anything out of the ordinary, but she's going to do anything she can to protect her little ones. Yep, exactly, exactly. And and just just kind of a, just to kind of educate people, and obviously it's it's getting nicer, so yeah, there's going to be, People out in the woods, maybe hiking, walking around, um, you know, maybe you know, out turkey hunting or squirrel hunting or something like that. Uh, and they they come across a bear. I, I guess uh, what should they do? So there's too many people that think that bear is a real nasty, aggressive predator. Now, can it be? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the chances of it being a there's a statistic out there, and I, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's like 100 to 1. There's 100 people attacked by a white-tailed deer for every one that's ever been attacked by a bear, if that tells you how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. Um, can they be? Absolutely. But for the most part, uh, the best thing to do when encountering bears, and we see this all the time in Canada. We go up into Canada and hunt a lot of bears up there, and we definitely run into a bunch of it, so we kind of get to test this theory a little bit more often than we should. But for the most part, if I run into a bear that's uh, not really going the other direction, the biggest thing is, is you've heard the old cliche, make yourself look big. You definitely want to intimidate them if possible. Um, looking big, uh, not screaming at them. You know, some people think, hey, you yell at them, they'll run. Well, if they know you're there and you yell at them, that's okay. But when you surprise them and yell at them, um, there's that shock effect, and I think it's probably better to kind of calmly <laughs> give you a quick little story that happened last spring. And this is actually perfect. It was funny, but it was perfect how he did it. We had a guy that was not a real veteran to it, but not a mm-hmm. beginner either. And he had a bear that he felt like was walking with him every time he would walk out at night after hunting. And he asked, well, what do I do to kind of keep him away from me? I said, well, you just have to talk to him. Just, you know, let him know you're there. Let him know where you're at. He he ain't after you or nothing like that. He just wants you to know he's there and keep your distance as best as you can. So next night he's walking home or walking back from the hunt, and he's walking on a road, and the bear just walked right with him alongside the road, he said, and... <laughs> I was waiting for him to pick him up out by the road, and I hear him coming out singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he said, well, the bear was walking with me, so I was just talking to him. I didn't know what else to do, so I said my ABCs. <laughs> that is, but it's more or less just letting them know you're there, you know, mm-hmm. and once you've done that, then you got to kind of try to intimidate after that, look big. You know, you yep. can give them shouts and things like that. Yep, and, 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 and for that matter, too, I honestly can't recall ever seeing or ever hearing of certainly in Wisconsin, well, in, at least in the upper Midwest of any kind of a, a bear attack or anything like that or anything. You know, I'm sure there've been incidents where bears have been aggressive towards people, but nothing, nothing terribly serious or anything that, that I'm ever aware of anyway. So yeah, it's, you, you know. common occurrence. it's a stigma that people have and it's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and I remember uh, one uh, working up at the 
the TV station years and years ago did a story about a with the the DNR up north of Eau Claire about uh, uh, they were tagging a bear in a den and and I remember the guy telling me you know the bears are probably more scared of you than you are of the bears. Uh, yeah, you know, and 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 you know, it, it was uh, not that I got to test that out, mind you, but uh, um, you know, it, it black bears in general, and and that's what we have around here. Um, they're not uh, uh, aggressive, really, is you know, except in in certain situations. Yeah, not. At, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I don't respect them because mm. I certainly do. Oh, certainly, but I'm not afraid of them at all. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Uh, they're just not an issue, you know. They're <laughs> you go down to the local tavern for two beers at night, and you're more likely to have trouble there than you are at a bear bait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just not, um, you know. The and and certainly there are bear species, and and you can certainly talk about that. I know because you've 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 been to Canada, you've been to Alaska. Um, you know, yeah. brown bears, grizzlies. That's a whole different ball game, of course. Yeah, they're they've got a different mentality, but even with them, you know, as dangerous as those things are, they're still there's still a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that that bear, the grizzly or brown bear, doesn't want nothing to do with you. They uh, they want an escape route and they want to get out of there. They don't want to be in that situation either. But there are times, yeah, you know, where somebody puts themselves in a situation they shouldn't have between a sow and cubs, or you know, between a starving bear and food source. You know that. You can put yourself in a bad hole there, and can it happen? Yeah, and I last thing I want to do is portray the the notion that, oh, these things aren't dangerous. Let's go try to snuggle with one. You know, it's not not at all like I'm saying that, but I am saying that right. the stigma that they're going to kill the first thing they see every single time is is pretty asinine, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's and 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 everything that I've I've read, and certainly you you know much 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 more than I do, but. Um, yeah, it's just they're not they're not uh, not that way at all. You know, they're they're much different than I think a lot of a lot of people think. I tell you they're what, they're a raccoon without the stripe. They're a lot bigger and they don't have the stripes. Other than that, they're a raccoon. They think the same. They're shaped the same. They act the same. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Now that you make that analogy, I'm like, yeah, I can you know I can I can picture that. Yes, exactly, and they. And, very similar mm-hmm. and and they love their food that's there's no doubt about that so i, I tell you what eric i would take a short break here and uh and then um we'll come back and talk a little bit more uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh you know going different places obviously we can we can certainly talk about hunting here in uh in western wisconsin uh but we can talk a little bit too about hunting hunting bear in other parts of the country and other parts of the world uh, when uh, when we come back. So if you could stick around for a couple minutes, that would be great. Yep, no problem. All right, hold on. We'll be back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Summer, a Wisconsin three-month window. A time to sit in the backyard with friends. But how's the yard looking? At Ace of Lacrosse, they can hook you up. If your lawn needs some work, they have all the tools and materials to get you green. And when you're ready to entertain, check out their coolers, some sweet lawn chairs, and a great grill. Everything you need to get your yard summer ready. Don't miss our three-month window for outdoor backyard fun at Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road. 
three kids, two golden retrievers, and lots of sporting events. This is just how the Johnson family rolls, so they needed an, well, an everything hauler. They test drove three vehicles and fell in love with one that the kids have already named Pearl. Hmm. They fell in love with Clayson, too, and so will you. Experience the difference at ClaysonBuickGMC.com, where new and used vehicles are updated daily. I'm Tom. At the end of the day, we really like our customers. We're kind of weird that way. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. It's the battle between the sharp money and the public bet. Dave, of course, is the sharp, and nobody represents the field like Scrady. Tune in weekday mornings at 7.50 for the Rocky Supper Club Daily Parlay Picks. It's friendly betting made tastier. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And back on the phone here with uh, Eric Husbo from Trophy Adventures Bear Bait up in Ettrick. And we're uh, we're talking about uh, bear hunting this morning on WKTY Outdoors and uh, continuing on here, and, and certainly we've talked about uh, hunting opportunities here in uh, in our area here, but let's talk, and, and certainly, Eric, you've uh, you've spent a lot of time uh, out in the field uh, in Canada, Alaska, um, hunting, hunting different bears. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the opportunities that, uh, you know, certainly there are opportunities here in Wisconsin for, uh, for hunting, but... Uh, um, Talk a little bit about some of the the, the hunting opportunities, which are, uh, I think, just some some incredible trips that uh, are available in in Canada, Alaska, and, and some of those places. Sure. So, um, you know, this is one of the things I guess for us is always uh, do it yourself type of thing and do it at home on your own property. You know, things like that are always the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. And we kind of years ago set that goal that we wanted to hunt some bears right on our little place and and shoot them and kill them and you know succeed and uh, everything else and have the experience and you know there was not many people had done that especially in this area if anybody that I really knew so it was kind of a goal well once we accomplished that goal then it became a passion and we we kind of get that availability to a bear license in this area every. Some people have been getting them every year, um, every two years at the most. Now, what happens there, though, is the success rate ain't always the highest. You know, these bears just naturally transition to a different food source that you almost can't take them off of when the season comes. And we got to a point where it was like, okay, you know, we, we had a great time baiting this year, but we didn't shoot a bear next year. We really want to go try to up our odds of actually harvesting an animal. So back in probably 1992, somewhere in 92 was probably the first time I did it, but 
I had minimal tax return, like six, $800 I had coming back. And I said, you know, I'm going on an out-of-state bear hunt for my with my tax return. I could afford it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're all the way up to Quebec. Unbeknownst to me, we drove 36 hours to a place that we hunted for 10 days and never seen a bear. It was terrible. But that was the price that it took for me to kind of learn that process and kind of learn how to reference and research and and pick a good spot. Well, now I've kind of been to a bunch of places 10, 15 times since then, so it's kind of the research and, and background check and everything is kind of over for me, but... The opportunities are is just endless in Canada. Um, you've got Manitoba, you've got Ontario, you've got New Brunswick, you know, you've got Alberta, you've got all these different places up there. Everybody thinks that Canada is one big place, and you can hunt there once a year and be done. But no, you can you can hunt three three different places in the spring. You can hunt three different places again in the fall. Um, Canada typically has reasonably priced hunts. There's a lot of opportunities there. I would tell people, do your homework. Don't just go on the Internet, pick the first one you see, and go there because there literally is hundreds of thousands of places selling bear hunts, and not all of them are great. Um, I know I definitely, uh, I definitely don't mind helping people out as far as if you want to do a hunt, I can reference a few places for people um, just to kind of get them rolling. That's uh, that's kind of one of the things I would tell people is if a, bu- a bear is on your bucket list and you've tried it here once, twice, three times, whatever it's been, and it hasn't worked out for you, at some point, if it needs to be done, you just might have to head to head to Canada. You know, it's it's not far, it's not that expensive, and it's pretty easy to do. But then saying that, we've got states within the states here that Minnesota, for example, you get into northern Minnesota, and that has become really good bear hunting, except for you're going to wait three, four years minimum to get a license if you're not in the no-quota zone. So I would tell people there's lots of opportunity for Minnesota. Um, It could be today. It could have been yesterday, actually. Coming up pretty soon here is the deadline for applications. So anybody interested in Minnesota this fall or you know, in future hunts, I guess probably should look into putting for an application in. Um, Idaho, that was another good one. Idaho is just chuck full of bears. You have zero trouble going and getting bears in Idaho. Uh, licenses are cheap. New Mexico is another one. Uh, Colorado, there, there's just a ton of states here that if you're really looking for a highly successful black bear hunt, you know, we have a ton of them. Granite, Colorado, and Idaho ain't close, but they're within the country anyway. Sure, sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's a bit. It would be a bit of a drive or a, a flight or whatever, but yeah, it's still yeah, good. yeah. You know, and there's ways around that. There's just so many little little uh, pieces of logistics that a lot of guys, unless you've done it, you don't think of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm going to fly to Idaho. Well, when you get there, you got to rent a car. When you get there and you shoot a bear, then you better have your skinning knives. You better have a cooler, you know, you got to have a way to keep that hide and that meat cool. Um, it's all doable if a person thinks ahead. It's it's the people that have never done it that will probably never do it because they're timid, they're scared, they're intimidated by, you know, all the things I just mentioned and a hundred more. They don't know how they're going to get through all that stuff, so at some point they just throw their hands in there and give up and don't do it. Well, 
I guess my mentality in life is I'm only going to be here for so long, so I'm going to get as much of this stuff done as I possibly can. And uh, I feel kind of bad for the people that sit on their hands and never do it, always wanting to and wishing they would have. Yep, exactly, exactly. Get out there and 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 try. And and, and uh, let me just uh, you, you you touch and and you you referenced how easy it is in in states like Idaho and Colorado. Uh, touch on on Canada. Obviously, you know it, it's a different country uh, for someone yeah. from the states. How you know. What is the, the, just in a nutshell, what's the, the process for uh, requesting a license and, and, and taking care of all the, the, the paperwork part of, uh, of, a, yeah. of a trip like that? It's super, super easy. Um, one of the things that's going to happen, no matter who you are or who you hunt with, you're going to have to have a guide. You can't just go into Canada and do it yourself. You have to have a, a licensed outfitter or a licensed guide. Um, so what's going to happen is, is for example, uh, Kevin, you're the guide. I'm the hunter. I'm going to call you. I'm going to go through the logistics, the pricing, um, dates available, things like that. I'm going to kind of ask maybe for some of your references, maybe some of your pictures, ask you to kind of quiz you how you run your baits, things like that. Once we establish that, okay, I'm going to come hunt with Kevin Millard. Um, we're going to do it May 15th through May 25th, whatever it happens to be process at that point is, is if, as a hunter, the only things I really need to cross that border, you got to have a valid passport. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a must. There's no questions asked about that. Um, there's been a lot of chatter and a lot of talk in the past 20 years about people with uh, OWI tickets not being able to get across. Well, you know, I've had several people that say, geez, I'd go with you, but I, I got an OWI 21 years ago. I don't know if I can get through. Well, there's things you can do. There's uh, the old pardon from the queen. They're expensive. They're five, six hundred dollars. Um, that gives you a letter, a reference from the queen saying, "Yeah, you'd let this guy through. He's not a violent offender. He's not going to be a problem to our country." So that gets you in. There's also, um, and this is where it gets tricky. Border patrol agent has discretion to be able to say, "Okay." Uh, Mr. Hoosville, you had a, a drunk driving ticket back in 1991, we'll say, and we we have the right to turn you back as I'm trying to cross the border without my pardon. But he's also got the right to say, yep, you're good, you ain't no problem, go ahead. A lot of people don't want to take that risk and go to the border and find out that, okay, I'm going to get turned away after I just drove 10 hours to get there. Um, I don't think that that's going to be an issue most of the time. Let's just go with the assumption that people don't have it. The other thing you're going to have to kind of prepare for is a firearms declaration. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a gun into Canada, there's a form, which you can have filled out previous, submitted previous. Uh, it's a $50 fee. The other option is is you can do it right at the border. Um, there's a, I believe they have the form there. We never take guns. We, we're always archery hunting, so we never take any guns across the Canadian border. In fact, we're leaving uh, next, or I'm leaving next Friday to Manitoba. Um, that's going to be a new one for me. I have not okay. hunted Manitoba. I've hunted pretty much every other Providence up there, and uh, Manitoba is going to be a new one. But we're crossing archery equipment only, so we don't worry too much about that. Our passport, if I got my passport in my pocket with my driver's license, I can cross the border and, you know, there's times it's seamless, it's five minutes. 
there's also times they want to pull you in and look at your stuff. You know, sure. you just it, it, yeah, it's 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 kind of a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now for quite a few years, it's been you know relatively lucky for me. But getting into Canada is not hard. It's uh, I mean, geez, I think the place in Ontario I hunt is only seven hour drive from my house, so it's not that far. It's uh, convenient. It works out good. It's reasonably priced. You know, and then that's mm-hmm. another thing I'll tell guys, too. If you find an off, uh, outfitter that's in operation for, you know, 20 years, and he has a price tag that's $400 higher or $500 higher than the other ones you've looked at, this isn't necessarily a rule, but it's certainly an indicator to me. This is usually the guy that's offering something that he's charging you four or 500 extra dollars for, whether it's uh, a better baiting regiment. It's better bait. It's uh, he's cooking all your meals for you. You know, people like to look at that and say, "Okay, this hunt is only fifteen hundred bucks, and this one's two thousand. I want the fifteen hundred dollar one." Well, what you don't realize is, is you buy the fifteen hundred dollar one, and you got to buy your own lodging, you got to cook all your own food, bring all your own food, wash your all your own dishes, do all that stuff, which isn't a big deal. But for the five hundred dollars that you saved on the front end, it probably cost you six hundred on the back end. So. Right. Yeah, and, and that's and that's good. where that research comes in, and 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 looking into the specifics and asking those questions, you know, and, and doing your research before you even you know leave your couch at home. Yeah, so there's a lot of booking agents. I got burned by a booking agent last year. Um, completely uh, had all the right answers, said all the right things, and then when it came time to kind of stand up for what he was selling, it. Uh, it didn't happen that way, and I got took on it. I mean, I've got a lot of experience doing it, and I still kind of got burned. Um, that's a scary thing. One of the new things that's kind of out there that gives a beginner a level of protection, you're probably going to pay a few bucks extra for this, but you start going into, like, Cabela's tags. There's uh, they're, they're basically a booking agency, but what they're going to do is a company like Cabela's being as big and reputable as they are, they're going to weed through and kind of screen all these outfitters before they ever advertise for them. Mm-hmm. So you're going to probably pay a premium because these guys probably are some of the better ones out there. But if you go use a, a booking site like that, as long as it's a real reputable place that everybody knows, chances are they're probably going to do a lot of the legwork for you. And truthfully, you can spend, you can spend a lot, a lot of hours on the phone and on the internet, reading and talking and, you know, trying to screen through things. So it can be tough, but a personal reference is always the best. I mean, that's one thing I've learned. If I've got a hunt that I want to go do, um, I definitely go to some of my my people that are very well connected in the industry and just say, hey, what do you know about this guy? Do you know anything? And usually either they've been there or they know someone who has, and I can get a personal reference. And that's where you're just going to get the true story. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, yep, do your homework ahead of time. Uh, Eric, I've got to take a, a, a quick break here and uh, in just a moment here. But let's, uh, again, let's kind of wind things up here a little bit. Uh, again, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to talk about you know, bear baiting, obviously that's, that's your business, or uh, about uh, you know, specific questions regarding uh, bear hunting, what's the best way to get a hold of you? A uh, couple phone numbers, 608-525-2868. 715 896 0820. Otherwise, Trophy Adventures Bait 
Um, if you just Google Trophy Adventures Bear Bait, it will be easy to find, and there will be all kinds of contact info on there. Well, that's uh, that's that's great, and Eric, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you being on the program again, and certainly uh, uh, want to wish you the best uh, best of luck up in Manitoba. Happy to be here. Thank uh-huh. you. All right, we'll uh, we'll uh, chat with you again here soon. Uh, Going to take a quick break and then come back to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. Just stick around a couple moments here. WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting and you're thinking can my old boat and motor get me there here's a solution for that a new bennington pontoon that's powered by a new yamaha four-stroke outboard available at powerhouse marine not only will this provide you with a way to get you to the hot spot but you can also enjoy the day on the river with your family doing some great sightseeing or if you're more a fishing boat kind of guy how about a new low fishing boat with a yamaha outboard a new low boat is great for not only fishing but also pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in this area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Wants to help you find your own hot spots? Check the different Hummingbird Helix fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hot spot. Where are you going? I'm going to Roscoe's. I need new tackle, and he has the best live bait as well. Well, are you going to take me with you? I was hoping so. You know, I'm not a good listener, and Roscoe knows fish. He'll tell us what's biting on what. Aw, so you do listen to me once in a while. I told you, everybody goes to Roscoe's. You know that. The moral of the story is, well, wives are usually right. And Roscoe's live bait in Toma is your fishing knowledge destination. Roscoe's is where everyone goes. This fan update is brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Find your win during another exciting Brewers promotion. Want a free terrace-level game ticket? Then complete a BP Come On Back card by making seven purchases of eight or more gallons of gas at participating BP gas stations. Call 414-902-4000 for more details. Stay tuned for more Brewers baseball presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Find your win at Pottawatomie. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And uh, I certainly uh, appreciate uh, Eric Hughesbo from Trophy Adventures Bear Bait and Ettrick uh, being on the program again today, uh, sharing some great information about bear hunting and uh, looking forward to, uh, I hope he has a great time up in Manitoba. Sounds like a, a great trip. Looking forward to it, I'm sure. So, got to wrap things up for this Saturday. You have yourself a tremendous weekend. Get out there and enjoy the beautiful weather. And uh, we will see you again next Saturday here on WKTY Outdoors. Thank you again to Powerhouse Marine as well and to Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma for uh, sponsoring the show. And Tony Ryerson, of course, as well. We'll see you next Saturday. WKTY Outdoors. Wisconsin Sports Leader. WKTY Lacrosse. 96.7 FM. 580 AM.